I know y'all getting sick of me in these pajamas, child, but I'm at home chilling, okay? This is how I look when I'm at home chilling. I honestly find it hard to put clothes on to record. This is very much a, you know, I came home, took my clothes off, sat right down to get on in it, but... Hello, I am Christy. I am the host of this here podcast. And if this is your first time joining me, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. If this is your, if you're returning to listen, I'm also really glad to see you too. Well, (laughs) I'm glad you're here too. And this is the new black. The new black is my little corner and safe space that I've created really for myself as a black woman experiencing life as a millennial and the newness of the experience that we've had to navigate with guidance, but not quite the guidance we need. I don't think we were ever prepared fully for exactly what was coming. But nobody knew. So this is our place to kind of chat, chit chat, talk about it. And I'm mostly going to share my experiences and feelings and hopefully you can relate. So first things first, we're going to get into our libation of the night. And once again, I'm on the gruet. So, let's pour up. I hope you can hear the bubbles. For those of you listening. For those of you watching. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can see them as well. So, cheers. I have a lot of bubbly in the house right now. Because I have started my Lux Lush series, which is on my YouTube channel. And it's a lot of fun. We're doing champagnes and wine. We're on champagnes right now, but we're doing price points for everyone. You know, as you get in your 30s, you're kind of like, I'm too, I can't bring no Sutter Homes to the party. You know, I need to bring something a little jazzy. So I got you, girl. Go on over to the YouTube and watch and find whatever's in your price point. Like I said, we're on Shimps this particular time. So, yeah. So, tonight's conversation is kind of inspired, like most of these are, by a conversation I was having with my friend. We were having a weed and wine night, which is pretty common in my circle. (laughs) Not with... Not all at once, but, you know, weed and wine is a common thing, you know, to just get you through the week. Especially like a hump day. Sometimes it's needed, okay? We all been there. And as we're talking about our day and what's going on, talking about some dating shit, you know that always comes up. She mentions a conversation her sister was having with her mom. 
her sister and her sister's mom were having with each other. I'll say that. And it brought up some interesting points for me. About needing versus wanting a man. Her sister's point was like, she needed him. She needed a man, but not in the sense that was negative. It was like, I want to be open so that I can need a man. Like, I want to be able to be open so that a man feels comfortable to provide for me, etc., etc. I understand that point of view. And her mom was like, no, you don't need a man. And this is something I feel like a lot of women our age have been taught. Like, you don't need no man. You don't need no man. And so it brought me to even further around to a conversation about feminism versus femininity. Because I think it really hits home. And so I'll start with my own personal views. I am probably in the the major minority of a person whose grandparents are still alive and I have known them all my life. I've known my grandparents my entire life. Thank God they're still alive. It's a blessing. All four grandparents alive and well. And they actually know each other. So, (laughs) my grandmothers are actually friends at this point. Um, They're friends. My oldest grandfather parent is my granddaddy. He is 82. My youngest grandmother is 73. She's the youngest of everyone. So, 73, 75, 75. 82 and two one set of grandparents is divorced they have been divorced since I was 30 years old I mean since I was born so about 30 something years now they were they have been divorced longer than they have been married my other set of grandparents have been married for 50 plus years probably close to 55 now so Of course, married longer than I've been alive. These two women have lived two totally different lives. But their messaging is consistent. And it's consistently this. (laughs) Make sure you take care of yourself. And make sure you get what you need. Don't feel pressured or pushed to have children or get married or do any of these things if that's not what you want. They have are some of the hardest working women I've known. My married grandmother retired at 50. And she let her husband do the rest of the heavy lifting, you know, until Social Security kicked in. My single grandmother found a job she loved a career she loved and so she never really worked for real she was the epitome of find a job you love and you never work a day in your life so while she did work and she worked hard hard she never really worked hard like i used to go to work with her she used to be in there running that place like she wasn't really working all that hard you know 
she found something she loved. And so to have those models has all, I think, has skewed me in a way that is just like, I don't see things in the traditional sense. My grandfather, one of them, is also an entrepreneur. He never really worked for anybody, mostly because he was kind of racist. In the way that black people can be racist, because we can't be for real. But because he had so many bad experiences with white people, he tends to not. He's very much like a militant, like he's a militant-ass black man in his 70s. But always been like this. Super militant. Super, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care about them crackers. Like, and I say that not in a, I'm just, you know. So it's interesting to see those dynamics. And so I see a lot of that in myself. And so when I think about the feminist movement and its origin and what it's about, that's not really, that's not really my thing. Um, in a time where white women were fighting for their right to work, black women were already working for them. <laughs> so we were fighting for our lives. We were fighting for our rights to exist. And now we're doing the same thing. Except now we have to work and be smarter, faster, more educated than everyone else. And it is, it's a lot. So, I'm going to just be honest. I'm actively fighting for my right to not work. And I don't necessarily see marriage as a means to an end for that. But if some women do, I can understand. Okay? I can understand. But I find that in my feminist movement, my personal feminist movement, I am actively fighting for my right to not work. And people can feel how they want to about that. But it doesn't really matter to me. A part of being a feminist ultimately is your right to choose. And in my right to choose, I choose a life where I'm not hustling. I'm not grinding. I'm not losing sleep. Like, that's not for me. And I personally live a lifestyle already that reflects that. I'm not trying to work hard, y'all. Like, I commend y'all who want to. I don't. And so while I don't believe that you should rely on a man solely, I do think you need to be open enough to allow a man to help you. Help me, baby. I want to be helped. I want to be saved. You hear me? I want the help. My grandmother has been single for 30 years. She has always had a man around helping her. (laughs) And so I don't want us to get caught in that mindset because I think a lot of programming has pushed us there that we don't need a man. No. And to that point, my friend's sister's point was valid. I don't need a man, but I want a man. Not just for financial stability because I can really handle that. 
before the all the intangibles that having a partner who supports you brings the same way I can give that too. And so I think it's interesting that in a time where we would talk, we don't need a man, we don't need a man. And I think we sometimes take that to an extent of, you know, I don't need no man. Well, I, I keep a man around. So that's what I'll say. So, I, in my feminist movement, I say the feminist movement, your, a feminist movement is specific to your personal needs as a woman. You have the right to decide what your feminist movement is. And if your feminist movement is staying at home, not working, taking care of your kids, cooking and cleaning all day baby i support it if your feminist movement is you want to be out working making money frying the bacon you want your man at home in the kitchen whatever it is i'm with it sis but that's where we are where it's specific to you and i'm not judging anybody for any decision that they make because I have worked hard in my life, <laughs> but I have actively worked to unprogram myself to work hard. And I have focused on working smarter. And also relying on men's generosity. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold y'all. I rely on the generosity of the men that I date. Because why not? Men want to help you. So let them help. If you have a concern about strings attached and stuff like that, that means you need to reprogram and reframe the type of men you attract. Or your mentality about people doing things for you. Some people need to get used to allowing people to do things for them. Whether it's their friends, their family, their man, somebody else's man, whoever. But you have to reframe that mindset. I don't worry about somebody expecting anything from me because... I know what I bring. So, yeah, don't worry about that. And even though I'm a kind of independent person, I feel like I have a very good balance of masculine and feminine energy. And so, I encourage everyone to kind of learn to tap into that same thing. Being a good feminist is having a, the perfect or just right balance of masculine and feminine energy so you can understand both energies so that's the way i see it so that was a little bit of a fun topic we had a good time and so with that i'll say the word of this episode is feminist 
And I encourage all my ladies to think about what that really means for you and define your own feminist movement and start living it. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. Don't worry about, oh, I don't know how. Oh, don't worry about any of that. Take the word feminist, redefine it to meet your needs, rescope, reshape, make it yours, and start living in your movement. That's what I'll say. So, that's it for this episode. Keep it cute, short and sweet. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I want to hear your opinions about feminism and feminine energy and the conversations that maybe you had with your mom and grandparents or your aunts about this. And how does it align with your core values right now? I'm curious to know. I think I got a little bit of everything from the women in my family. I come from women who play a lot of traditional roles, but also do not play traditional roles anymore because or didn't for a while because they was just like that's not for me but I also grew up in a house like I had a stepdad my dad cooked my stepdad cooked my dad always takes care of us and serves us just like we take care of him and serve him so it was never any you know of that tradition in my foresight like my stepdad was the same way he served my mom he took care he cooked he made sure things got done in the house so i'm curious to know how your sense of feminism and femininity align with your core values and how it has been impacted by your upbringing in the women in your life so let me know in the comments i'm interested in hearing your thoughts and feelings about it so let me know in the comments but yeah that's the end of this episode so cheers y'all i'll see you in the next one